When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my co-host and brother Devin. Hello. All right, Devin, you got a quote for us today? I do. I have lived to know that the great secret of human happiness is this. Never suffer your energies to stagnate. The old adage of too many irons in the fire conveys an abominable lie. You cannot have too many pokers, tongs, and all. Keep them all going. Nice. <laughs> so I guess it's a quote inside of a quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy oh, making man, fun of a quote. quote. Yeah. yeah. The old adage. What was the uh, don't the suffer don't suffer your energies to stagnate? Uh, just yeah, yeah. Too many. Yeah. Keep busy. Yeah, I I like that that you know you can't have too many irons in the fire, and that is you know that's I guess that goes back to the idea of like uh you know uh, um, jack of all trades, master of none. Right. right. You know what do you want? It's not there. I don't think one way or the other way is better. I think it's about what you want. If you want to be doing a lot of things and learning a lot of things, like we do on the channel, you know, we're always like showing different stuff because we like having a larger community, and I like doing different stuff. So it keeps me interested. Right. If you want to be a master katana swordsmith, yes, maybe you should just concentrate on that for your whole life right but and even that you know even the like the the swordsmiths especially you know in like japanese and chinese cultures they weren't doing all the parts of the swordsmithing right they were doing different things so you might have like that's true the person forging and then you're gonna have the person uh doing all the bevel work and then the the polishing and each of them had a different role Mm. so even that you know they're they're focused even further down but it could be somebody like Walter Sorrels who spent, you know, his whole knife making life really studying, studying that culture and learning about it and trying to do all those things. And then I love the way that he kind of expands on that idea that he doesn't only make the, well, he doesn't only make Japanese swords, but he also, even in his Japanese swords, he'll try different things. He'll use, you know, newer steel. It's not always right. going to be about folded steel and, you know, bloom steel that they have to put together and then forge together with, you know, forge welding heat with uh, rice grass and stuff. The way that you know that the Japanese masters have done it, that you, right. there can be different ways to do it. Yeah. So, put all your pokers in the fire. <laughs> Keep them in there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Can't have too many, too many pokers in the fire. Make like, as many tongs as you can. Yeah, ever seen a blacksmith shop? There's like tons of tongs, <laughs> tons of hammers, <laughs> tons of anvils. I guess you could get over. Uh, you could get confused. Right. If you put a bunch of iron or steel in the fire, then you, then you get too ahead of yourself. Yeah, right. That's when you, you don't have it, yeah. the speed for it, and you're, you're, it heats up too quickly. Yeah, unless you're like somebody like Jimmy DeResta, where he'll you know his his whole thing. He, he's he's a maker. He loves making stuff, but he also loves processes, right? So you'll see in his videos, he'll be making twenty of one thing, and he'll cut he'll cut every piece of wood that needs to go in there for everyone in one step, hmm. and then the next step he'll you know, grind everything. And then the next step, he'll screw everything together, but he's doing all the same step for all the pieces. You know, it's like this production with one person. Right. That's that idea, that production idea where you're everybody's, you know, you have all the steps, you do all the, all the steps of one thing first, and then you move on to the, all the steps for the next one. Yeah. And that's just the difference between, I don't know, production mind, as far as, you know, difference between one offs and multiples of something. You got plenty of multiples as well. Yeah, it's just uh, trying to keep yourself busy in these these times is what right. I was thinking about in 2020 where right, either right. you are out of work like I am because of, for those who don't know, I do video production for sports teams, MLB, and um, uh, NFL. You have baseball and NFL and colleges and stuff. And there's multiple reasons why I am out of work right now it's not really the teams or any specific thing it's multiple reasons just like everyone is either choosing or not choosing to go back to work and right how much work can you get that type of thing so i got thinking of how i guess happy that we have these things the podcast hmm. and the channel 
and how uh, appreciative I am of everyone, all you guys listening and watching, and that this gives me something to do. Right. You, I need something in the fire. Right. I can't just sit <laughs> home and do nothing. It drives me nuts. Um, so I'm happy about that. And uh, yeah. I was thinking also how today, I guess by the time we put this one out, this is going to be a couple weeks later. Yep. Um, cause we're doing this one early cause hopefully, hopefully my daughter will be born. Yeah. Baby watch 2020. <laughs> Still not yet. So we have tomorrow is, is the official due date. due date. And so, so we're hours away. Yeah. <laughs> Any second now. So hopefully by the time this comes out in two weeks, yeah, I will be plenty busy. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> as far as when my daughter was born, which is 11 years ago, they weren't allowing they weren't going to allow my wife to go past a week after her due date they were going to that's induce. the same that's so, the same now yeah, it's still the so, same, so it'll know. be there so yeah by by this time because we'll have we have the brothers podcast coming out which you guys would have already heard this if you're listening to this now so mm-hmm. the brothers podcast came out last friday which is tomorrow as of right now yeah. so if you followed all that <laughs> <laughs> and then next friday which will be so tomorrow is the 11th and the following friday would be the 18th um yeah. that's when this will come out so We'll, we'll have a new little niece, and Devin will have a new little daughter, and yeah. he'll be plenty busy. So <laughs> I'll have plenty we, to do. Yeah, exactly. We are going to continue with the podcast. We're going to continue each week, whether that is me with a guest or, you know, most of the time, obviously, we'll be, I'll be able to pull Devin for an hour. I might, we might be going over to record at his place rather than recording here in our shop here at yeah, my house. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll figure it out. Yeah. The, it, we will always be here every Friday. Yes. One of us, <laughs> something will be out. Right. but And I was thinking because <clears throat> today is opening day for the NFL. Oh, right. And uh, just not I, – I forgot about it. Yeah. We're not as yep. excited about it because – Yeah, even, I, I knew that it was this week, but you just mentioned it to me. You're like, yeah, today I was like, oh, that's right. It's Thursday and not Saturday or Sunday or, you know, Sunday. And yeah, I, I think, I that's, think most, that. that's most sports right now. It's kind of right. half-baked versions of it almost. And, of course, there's <clears> – <throat> There's politics dragged into everything now. Every little corner of everything we do, you have yep. to, you have to hear one side or the other what they think about it. Yeah, it's not enough that it's on every social media and news outlet you watch right. it. Now you have to drag it into football, and whether you think that's an important thing or not, I, I do think we need some times where you're just able to unite with a bunch of people around right. you, <clears throat> no matter their background or whatever, exactly, and just have a good time. We don't need to be yelled at about one thing or the other right. every second. Right, yeah, exactly. And I agree. I mean, I think that there's it's unfortunate that so much um, you know, attention's been put on politics in sports. Now, obviously, these people who are athletes and who are, you know, coaches and have this spotlight, right? They they might have this feeling of a responsibility to use that spotlight to put out their message. And that is important, right? People need to say stuff and they need to stick up for what they believe is right. But, but I don't, but I think there's a certain time and a place, Mm. right? Social media is a place, right? That's the whole point of social media is to be able to say what you want and put it out there in the world. Right. But I don't think the actual playing field is the place for that. And I think that's, that's where, like you were saying, you know, we want to unite behind those people Mm. around us. Like all of Baltimore loves the Ravens or we all want to love the Ravens, whether right. you're on the right side or the left side, whether you're blue or red, right. like we can all root for the Ravens. You know, we root for purple and then blue in, and red together. Every city in the country exactly. and, and all around the world. So yeah, you might think something's important and it should be said, but remember that when you, you allow that the other side can do their thing next right. year. Yeah. And then that's going to annoy you. So you might not be annoyed by this message or that message. Right. But in a couple of years, maybe they'll pick a different thing. A different social thing yeah. that you disagree with, and they're gonna they're gonna they're, they're gonna annoy you with yeah, that. Exactly. So let's just keep that out of this. Let's just have our nice Thanksgiving dinner, right? And not talk about politics, <laughs> which is the reason why we don't ever talk about politics on our channel or on the podcast. That's right. So I mean, I, I guess we're getting into it a little bit here, but not really. We're what we're yeah. trying to say is, for one, I appreciate everybody listening and watching yeah. the videos because that gives me something to do. I'll be watching sports just because I, I love them, but right. it, it is annoying that the stuff gets into every little bit. So th- we're not going to talk about much of this stuff right. on the channel. We, we're just going to go ahead and have a good time. Yeah. And we're, I mean, that's the, that's the idea that I think, uh, unfortunately, you know, politics are super, super divisive in our country and in the world right now. They are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really a shame that people are so 
different minded and they're not willing to meet in the middle. And I mean, I think I actually, I really think the majority of people are, it's just the people it's who true. are outspoken that aren't, you know, the most, most of us are perfectly fine to get together and not talk about politics <laughs> and enjoy everyone as human beings. And I really appreciate that. Well, that, that I remember when I don't remember, but yeah. <laughs> when social media kind of kicked in, you kind of found out that certain people who maybe you would never thought would think this way. They do when they get behind a keyboard and they say right. certain things that they would have never said to you or or been so right. intense about in person. Right. And most yeah, of us right. aren't because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and you're respectful in person because there's always the threat of someone smacking you in the head. <laughs> right. Yeah, if exactly. you go too far, there's that yeah. nice. But behind a keyboard, there's not. So Right. And of course, like we all have those friends and family members and people in our lives that are very outspoken about their beliefs. And that's perfectly fine. Right. Those are the people who you let them say their thing and they might actually go into politics one day. Right. You know, that's, we need people like that to to help go into politics and be those people. (laughs) Maybe we don't need them, but you know, it is, it is how our country makes sense that the annoying family and friends will become the politicians. They become the (laughs) annoying politicians. (laughs) And the funny thing is if you, if I were to write down a list of people who I think would have to have their mind like heard, they would have to speak out. Right. I, I would already have guessed the people who would have done it. <laughs> right. It's not a surprise. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It, Their feelings may be surprised about yeah. it, but their, their uh, outspokenness about it, that's not a surprise. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of know they were like that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but anyway, you know, sports, it's, it's tricky this year. I'm going to be watching right. football, so I'll be watching tonight. But it's a little pain in the butt that we got to – Right. So as of this week – you know, you would have been if it is. Are the Ravens home? The Baltimore Ravens. That's the team. Are they away? Uh, playing the Browns. I forget. I so think they're home. The thing. So yeah, exactly. So if they were home, Devin wouldn't be here tonight. He would be if it was normal times. He would be down there working. So since you're not doing that, and you know things are a little bit different, and obviously you mentioned that you're really appreciative of all the support because of you know the time that we have, and you're able to you know invest some time and dedication right. to this. Type yeah, of stuff. I have something else to. So what would you have been doing this week, or what are you doing this week, rather than uh, working football? We're uh, editing. Yeah, I have. I've really gotten into editing that machete video. Oh, we right. got this. I think we've talked about it multiple times. It's uh, months ago when we started. Yeah, we tried to do the collabs. I'm still working on that and getting that going. And yeah, now it's just weird not doing baseball or football this year. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. And the main thing, we're just we've been doing a bunch of baby stuff too. Keep yeah. building stuff, little swings and stuff. And they all have. It seems like every little chair or swing needs now some type of digital music thing <laughs> yeah, that plays right. some dumb song on a on a real shitty speaker. <laughs> My daughter's not listening to this. I'll play something something good on a nice Bluetooth <laughs> yeah, speaker <right. clears throat> or the sound bar. Or I'll get my vinyl out. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Some, get some like uh, Mr. Like, Blue Sky yeah, out on the nice speaker system. Some ELO <laughs> to put her to sleep. So, yeah, they're the crappiest songs and, and the crappiest versions of them. I'm like, oh, okay. Or weird, like, uh, like nature sounds that don't sound very good. Right. I mean, yeah. I guess it's just droning noise for them. And we'll right. see, but I don't know why. It's kind of weird yeah. to include that in every little chair thing that she sits in. It either has to make right. a noise or vibrate or light up. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, a way to kind of keep their attention and, like, right. I guess, like, teach them, you know, how to use their eyes and their ears and hands and stuff. And all that stuff is fun and fine. But, yeah, like you said, not everything needs to have it. You know, it's like. Right. We have 10 things right. that can do nature sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, only one. Right. And that's one of, the, one of the actual things that I did for my daughter was that when we would have people over or we would be, you know, we'd put her to bed, um, her her room, the the bedroom where we were sleeping when I when we first had our daughter was our bedroom and it was right next to our living room. So we would put her in the bedroom, we'd close the door, but we wouldn't there would be no sound machine, you know, it was like we would do normal stuff around the house. Right. Because we didn't want her to be yeah. like dependent on that like right. complete grain, you know, white noise or sound machine or something to be able to sleep. You know, because we knew that we wanted to have friends over, we wanted to be able to do stuff and there need there was gonna be some sound. So we had to get her used to like normal sound and sleeping right. through that stuff. She doesn't so. have her jungle noise that she can't fall asleep. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all of those things. It's like we just we we tried to look at the things that we didn't want her to be dependent on mm. to sleep, and then get rid of them. So you know, she uh, never had any that. Never had any like no water in the bed. You know, a lot of times people will give like water or something for kids to drink, um, or sound, uh, or or like you know a specific mobile or a, a, a blanket or something. And 
we just restricted all those things. You, you get, get nothing. Go to bed. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but but no, honestly, we're gonna we, party out here. We just you either you like know, it, put her down, made her comfortable, and you know when she was asleep, she was asleep, and then we just went about our evening and and it always you know and now she sleeps fine she's always slept fine it was it's never been a struggle that may that's also some of her personality she always was easy to put down to bed but we'll see yeah uh so yeah what are you up to well what am i up to all right i uh have been um Starting school back up. It's been a weird week because mm. as a teacher, we're doing virtual learning. So I've been um, doing Zoom meetings with my students. I teach architecture. So I'm meeting with uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders and kind of just getting everyone back in the flow of things. So fortunately, um, this week has been, because of the first week, it's mostly just like uh, get to know your students, um, get everyone comfortable with using Zoom and using Google Classroom, which we use, and just and just kind of get into the schedule. So it's, it's been pretty easy. It's been an easy week and it's been kind of, it's been nice to see all my students again because since March, you know, we've been on virtual learning in the spring and uh, in the spring I was teaching remotely as well, but I wasn't doing face-to-face meetings. It was all asynchronous. So not seeing my students and I saw them once or twice about that time, but it was usually just, I'd, I'd be on a certain time and I'd help them if they needed. It would be mostly through, you know, chats and things, or, or they'd send me images of their work and I'd give them responses. But, um, but it's nice. It's been nice to see him and nice to chat a little bit and kind of have that like fun back and forth that you get with teenagers. There's like some sarcasm and everyone kind of is like, you know, talking about each other a little bit. And, and, you know, I get to like shock them sometimes with a little bit of like curse words here and there. <laughs> oh, I always love that, you know, like, so, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been weird. Um, my daughter's also, uh, in virtual learning. So she's been sitting across from me at the kitchen table and dining room table and just, just, uh, going with it. But it's a strange time, yeah, man. It is. All this stuff is obviously totally different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling bad cause I'm out of a job and right. there's so many crazy things going on. And another reason why people might just want to sit back and watch the sports cause everyone who's not a teacher is also who's listening they're going through this crazy parent thing, right? Having yeah. to figure out this time if they had to go into work or they have to do it. Figure out they have all the right stuff. Get your kids set up. Yep. Make sure they're paying attention. What a pain in the butt! Yeah, and because I teach, you know, I teach for a different school system than my daughter goes to. So if I was back in school and she's at home, then my wife would have either have to stay home or or my daughter would have to go with my wife to work and do all of her virtual learning from there. And mm. it's just weird. So, so I'm pretty fortunate to be able to have that situation where both, uh, Baltimore County schools and Baltimore city schools in Maryland are both in virtual learning. As far as we know, there's no like real deadline yet for when this is going to end, but yeah, um, maybe sometime in October, November, we'll see. It'll probably go back to some type of half and half at some point this year. Um, I don't think it'll be like a full back in full classes this year at all, if I were to guess, but we'll see. People talk about, or I've talked to people like, that's weird, you know, having a pregnancy during all this stuff. Right. And it is, but it's nothing compared to having just a kid in school. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's the difficult part. So, so hopefully by the time my daughter's grown or old enough to go to school, I'll, hopefully all this stuff is done <laughs> yeah. in five years. Yeah. You never know. I mean, it's definitely all, all of this, like kind of it's, it's obviously it's specific to COVID-19 right now, but it's really a change in our like thinking in general of how germs are passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah, we understand that, at right now it's COVID-19, but everything is like, oh, you know, everyone's getting used to not hugging people. Like, that's really hard. You know, we're from that's a family weird. that hugs all the time. Yeah. You know, I hug all my friends. You know, we see them like guy friends, girlfriends, Yeah, that stuff co-workers. may never go yeah. back to the way it was. Right. Because there's this just, now we have this new idea that germs pass so easily from person to person. I guess that'll just make the hug more meaningful. It will. <laughs> Definitely Share will. my germs. When you get to actually hug somebody, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been tough. But do you think uh, as a teacher, I don't know if you guys talked about what about snow days now? Will there so, be snow days? No. <laughs> really? There's no there's no like day off because well, we're all home. Let's say it goes back to quote unquote normal, right? And everyone's going into school, right? And then there's a snow day. What do you think? Will everyone be forced to log up to some type of Google teaching that's a good Zoom classroom? Thing? That's, I mean, that's a good, that's, that's a, a good, good question. <laughs> that's a good classroom. 
Um, that, that's brutal, I think huh? right because we're so it's so accessible now. Because now everyone, I mean, unless it goes, well, there will be snow days yeah. every year. So yeah, maybe I think, this year it, it yeah. might not affect it, which right. sucks for the kids. But I do think yeah because. Like like I said, I believe that at some point during this year we might go to some back to some type of like half and half, right? Where half of students are in school on Monday, the other half oh, okay, on yeah. Tuesday, and kind of this eight AP day schedule, right, so right. you can space out. So I don't have you know eighteen or twenty students per class. I might have ten students per class. Spread spread everybody out. Hmm. Um, and in that situation, right? Yeah, if there's a snow day on a Tuesday. And everyone, you know, I I believe that they'll probably be like, all right, well, everyone is doing synchronous today, virtual, right? So you don't get a snow day. Right. Now you just join the other side of your class and you jump into their Zoom meeting and then you're all there. That's brutal. It is. I know. Yeah. We, as teachers, we rely on those snow days. The same, <laughs> want, just yeah, as much as the learn. students do. Yeah. You need some days like that just to take <laughs> uh, off and yeah, play. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why they're built into school systems. Like people understand that it's going to happen, at least if you're... It's funny because... We're, we're in this, uh, I would say, privileged area where we're like mm. north, you know, we're Maryland, so we're not super far north, but you can imagine, I mean, stu- people, kids in Florida, they never have snow days. They're all like pissed off. Like, what are you talking about? That's some S- bullshit. Snow privilege. <laughs> well, <laughs> snow privilege. <laughs> I like our snow privilege. Right. I want a few days off. And, and honestly, like snow days, there's a few snow days built in, but it's in Maryland, we almost always go over those built in days. So then we've got to stay in school longer. Right. So it's always like, you're supposed to get out in the first week of June, but yeah. it might be the third week of June. Don't, right? Kids don't care about kids, that. Right. Exactly. You, do you want a day now? Yeah. <laughs> attack on a day at the end okay right exactly. at the end of the school yeah. year whatever yeah so that's the trade-off there's right? kids of, who don't get snow days there's a foot of snow out early. i want to go sledding yeah i know they oh, gotta man. keep that they gotta keep some of that yeah there's gotta be some there'll be some type of like I safety th- precaution there, there, right there, they'll probably be like look we get three snow days right and if you go over then we'll do digital learning right exactly. then you're forced to go in once you've hit your quota yeah yeah it might be something like that that's messed but, up if you don't get yeah. to I do have a couple projects that I should be working on that, you know, just with, with school and with recording the podcast. And I also sail on Tuesday, Wednesday nights. I've been working on a small sheath for uh, a knife of a friend of my father's. And actually, if you guys have watched the video, the, um, the, what's it? M one. And what is that? That knife, the military knife that I did the, the leather stacked handle, um, and three, M M two, M and M M something, <laughs> but mm. the the guy who owned that nu- that knife as well, okay. he um, it's a good friend of my dad's. He has a, a small knife that he carries all the time, and it's this leather sheath that didn't we use that for? Didn't you get him a sheath? Uh, yeah, but it's not for that knife. It's another knife and mm. another sheath. Okay. Um, and he actually, my dad asked me if I could fix it for him and make him a new sheath. So um, <laughs> okay. I'm working on. I just pulled it out. It's duct like tape leather with a camouflage pattern, duct tape wrapped yeah. around it. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so I'll be doing that. Is that um, for fishing, it's just everything. He just it's just always on okay, his hip. Yeah, yeah. But he's a good friend of my dad's, who's who Oops, is always sorry. a fisherman. So they always fish together. So he uses it for everything. But gotcha. So I'll be working on that. Um, I'm working on a display board that I started a while ago that I should have already finished, but it's for a uh, commission for a friend of mine. Um, and yeah, and, and what about other than Matt, that, Matt's had hatchet. Yep, so I'm still working on the hatchet. Sorry, I got Matt. a few we, projects. We're yeah. gonna send that to you soon. <laughs> uh, the hatchet, the the half hatchet, the modified half hatchets. The head is done. Everything's done on the metal. I just need to actually hang it on a handle, and then make a small leather mask for it's it. It's a real nice paperweight so. right now. Oh yeah, it's no, it's a, like a carving handle. Carving. <laughs> you hold it. It's a big heavy <laughs> carving tool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I sail on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, we did okay on tuesday night i sail on two different boats and uh on wednesday night to sail on our boat which i own with my older brother and then a friend of ours older brother drew and uh yeah we won last night nice it was awesome it was a good race we we did like perfect you know there's tactically as you you got to pick out which is the best course you try to think about where to go how to how to trim your sails um and then all those things and then you pick you decide what you want to do and then you sail your race and it's trimming your sails, making all the right tacks, not making any mistakes. And we just did everything perfect last night and ended up beating, um, the boat that came right behind us, beating them by five seconds after correction time. We beat them. We, we finished in first, but we owed them some time. Yeah. Everybody is a handicap. Yeah. Yeah. So once they, they went through the line, we were kind of, as soon as we went through the line, we were timing it and we beat them by 31 seconds. And I think after the correction of time, because we owed them some time for the handicap, we beat them by five seconds. So nice. Yeah, and uh, we're we're pretty pumped about that. We've we've been sailing together for a long time, and so we we are pretty competitive. But we also 
are pretty confident in our abilities and our, ourselves as a team. Um, and one of the guys that's been sailing on that boat that came in second is a, is a really good sailor. He's been sailing all over the world, um, you know, and races all over and, and he's a super good sailor. So whenever we can beat him, we feel really confident that we're doing a good job. There you go. That was last night. That was great. Well, okay. Well, let's get into our topic. We're going to talk about today. You know, we're (laughs) almost, we're 20 minutes in or whatever. We're talking about setting up a new shop. Maybe if you haven't, if you don't have one, what are some basic things you need? Uh, why you want them, maybe how much they'll cost, where to put them. Obviously, you're, you're going to set your shop up in any way that you can because everyone has different sizes of shops. Either it's next to your garage or in your garage or in the basement. So what are the a few of the first couple things, Dust, that you'll, you'll need? Like basic. <clears throat> All right, I want to... Let me acquire these like three things. Right. And we get, um, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this topic is because we get that question a lot. And usually, obviously, it pertains to whichever topic we're talking about in the video. So if it's axes, someone might say, I want to start getting into restoring axes. What tools do I need? Or if it's blacksmithing, right? How do I start here? So it's always kind of like, how do, which tools do I need to get started? What are the bare minimum tools I need to get started? Um, And so we thought, this would be a fun topic to think about. Like, I've had um, different shops in different places. Um, I've, you know, this where I am now is my first full shop that's like just for myself, you know, in a space that's dedicated as a shop. As a, a fine artist, as a painter, I've had studios and things before, but I've never had a full wood shop or wood, woodworking metalworking shop, which is I've gotten into more since I've graduated from uh, grad school. So yeah, and, well, you have most of the shop. You still have got some. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a full, yeah. Everything in here is dedicated to shop. There's there's some storage. You know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. And it's, it's it's a space for yeah. <laughs> for me to work in and and some dedicated storage for camping and whatever else. Um, but when I when I first um was out of grad school and started wanting to do more woodworking stuff, I think it really was when I got into bow making. Um, I had gotten into knife making earlier on and I did some stuff here and there, but really getting into bow making, I needed something to work on and, you know, really I needed some more space cause I could do knife making in a smaller space, but bow making, I needed some more space to be able to do that. Um, <clears throat> so that kind of leads me into what I would say would be the best things to get started in a shop. Or if you want to have a dedicated space, you have a space, there's a few things you're going to need. And the first thing is a table. You're going to need a workbench. Um, and ideally it would be a workbench that's in the middle of the room so you can work on all sides of it. Um, you want to have a couple, um, in different, like you may be a, a shelf or so below it and a nice thick bench that's really sturdy. It needs to be sturdy and it can't really move much. Now it can be like, you can add more weights to it to get it heavy or just shore it up so it doesn't you know move around. Um, and then, so number one is a bench. You need to have something to work on because if you're just trying to work on the floor or if you're like on your dining room table, right. you know, your wife's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so you need a space to work on. Um, and the workbench will do a lot of stuff for you. Um, and your second thing you have to have is t- some type of vice. You need that third hand to be able to hold your work for you. So whether you're getting just like, uh, you know, a small vice that you can attach on the top or you have some type of carpenter's vice that's on the side, you need a vice. So a bench and a vice, those are your two main tools for a shop. Um, and then from there, I mean, everything else is tool based. I mean, there are different things, you know, there are like stools and other things and, you know, storage places to store things, but really you know, after you have that work surface and something to hold your work for you, then it's all tool based. So you could have, if you want to carve wood, you could have anything from a hatchet to rasps to, uh, you know, angle grinder to a belt grinder to a full two by 72, you know? So there's like a full range of variety of tools that will do basically the same thing, just depending on what your uh, resources are and what your time and dedication is to. Um, so I think, you know, having that, um, is really key. Uh, in our shop, I have a, a, like a woodworking bench in the middle of the room and then a normal bench behind me, um, on the side of the room. And then behind that, I have a pegboard where I can hang tools. And I think that is also kind of nice. And I think that kind of spans 
shops in general, yeah. whether that's a wood shop or a metal shop or whether that's an art studio or it's a music studio, um, having the things you want to use readily available because right. <clears throat> when you put things away, you, you don't use them as much. Right? <laughs> so, you know, and obviously you can't keep everything out. Everything has to have a place, you know, if I'm like, I don't keep my router out somewhere that's easy to see because I'm not using all that often. Right. But you know, my scissors and my screwdrivers and pliers and rasps and files, those are all hanging on the pegboard because those are all things I'm going to grab all the time. They do multiple, span multiple projects. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's a constant reorganization. Yeah. And yeah. obviously as different things add, you have, you, you get more things, you have to add things on, put them different places. Right. You watch, or I watch uh, tested with Adam Savage. He's constantly, He'll make something for a set of tools, and then he'll make it again later. Like, he looks like I already yeah. made this thing for this, but I actually went on wheels. Right. And I want yeah, it tall exactly. instead of wide, so I'm going to yeah. do this this tall version of it. So even someone like him who has everything, you'd think he has everything. He's yeah. constantly reorganizing his shop that he's had for 10 years and making it better and better. So constantly upgrading and evol- right. evolving your <clears throat> tools. So Okay, so let's say you have your a nice bench and you have a nice vice. Mm-hmm. and maybe a pegboard against the wall, and, you, and you're starting to collect all the different tools, obviously, right, right. everything, yeah. different hammers, different types of screwdrivers, different sets of clamps and stuff. What are, uh, I'd like, I'd say two two power tools, and I'll, maybe I won't include, like, drills and impact, th- like, stuff like right, that. Like bigger power tools. Where you might want a couple shop, wire, yeah. a wire drill, and you obviously want some wireless stuff. Right. You yeah. can just grab and take outside and do stuff around the house, but... Like, is it a um, bandsaw <laughs> or a drill press or table saw? Table saw, chop saw. Like so, what? If you had to pick two, which would be the two? Um, so I would go. I would probably say, um, I think chop saw uh, is just a great tool to have. So it's it can do you know. Um, it, you know, it could do different angles. You can do 45s. You can do all sorts of angles. You can do straight cuts. If you, uh, if you need to cut something wider, they have sliding chop saws, you know, there's, so there's definitely a good range of chop saw. I think that's something that's super important to have in a shop and can do a lot, um, just for you know, processing wood from large to small. So chop saw would be really ideal. Um, and I would say, Bandsaw or drill press? Hmm. So I, w- I would go with, I think, I guess a drill press first, if you had to choose one or the other. Um, a bandsaw is good for, you know, shaping wood and cutting things and cutting corners and all, but you can you can do a lot of that with a jigsaw. So again, that's this kind of range of what you can do. And then you can also do it with a coping saw by hand, right? So for big things, you know, something like a table saw, and a drill press and a chop saw and a bandsaw. That might be like the four things that would be really good to have. Right. Because those are your like your large things that can that can, you know, take big wood to small wood. Hmm. Um and then obviously it depends on what your goal is in your shop. You know, if you're a woodworker and you're building furniture, you want a joiner because that's how you're going to put pieces of wood together to make larger pieces of wood. You want to be able to have those flat sides. So you want you so you know, a woodworker, like a furniture builder is going to want to have a joiner, a planer, table saw. And then that's like, those are your main things, right? Because those are the things where you're going to put big, put wood together. Right. If you're making smaller stuff, you might be able to get away with a, a chop saw and a table saw and, a, you know, and then a drill press. So a drill press is going to give you that ability to drill a really straight hole and you know if you you can you can adapt your table you can turn your table so you can drill at an angle you can put it in a vise and hold stuff so being able to if you if you're doing a lot of drilling then you want to be able to hold something really steady now again that's that's that range of what you want so you could also have uh, a set of drills which i think is also key one of those like main things you have to have in a shop and that's you know a right. drill whether that's a power drill or it's a battery powered drill you know you need that um, they have different jigs that you could hang, you could put a drill onto to make a drill press, right? Then you can press down straight on um, using a drill. Right. But <laughs> but also, like, the nice thing about 
some of these tools that they're they're versatile, right? So you want to have a versatile mm. tool. So there are some tools that aren't very versatile. They they do one or two things and they do it really well, um, like a joiner or a lathe, right? A lathe is going to do something that nothing else can really do. Right. Um, you could kind of work a drill press as a lathe if you're doing if you can chuck something in, but yeah, it's sketchy. Yeah, and actually that's where uh, the shopsmith. If you guys are familiar with the shopsmith, shopsmith took one tool and made it do everything. So it's a lathe and a drill press and it could, you could hook it up to make it a bandsaw and it would also spin. So you could make it a table I mean, I saw think I've seen it. and that's sketchy Put everything though. together. Isn't that weird well, though? It's, it's kind of weird, but I mean, if you had it all and you had it all really accessible and you had figured out a really good way to like put maybe, all the parts together, yeah, maybe if you, I think it could didn't have really any other well. choice or had a very, right. like you're someone in New York city and you have a studio apartment or something, you need like one box of, of things, right? Yeah. It'd probably be useful. Right. But yeah, 90, 95% of the shops aren't going to have a lathe. Right. And you probably won't need it, but it is it is cool when you see them work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, our our uncle, <clears throat> my my uncle on my mom's side, my mom's sister's husband, Jack, has a, has a great, you know, he has a, a, this really nice small shop in his basement, and he's got a shopsmith down there, and I think he uses it, and my buddy Brian's got a shopsmith, he uses it as a horizontal drill press all the time, he really likes it that, that way, go. and he got it from his father-in-law, and I see him occasionally pop up on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or whatever, I'm like, mm, that's, you know, it's, it's almost cool. tempting, it'd be kind of cool to have that, because then you get everything in one, and it's... Uh, it's one of those things that is it worth it to have something that does everything or just to have the right tools you want to do the one thing really well. <laughs> you're, <laughs> so. you're probably going to try to get both. Yeah, exactly. You're right, so, yeah. so that's the thing. Uh, you're constantly collecting right. and everyone, you constantly are on the lookout for stuff. Uh, yard sales are great. Yeah. Antique malls kind of, they're okay, but the price is usually, but you know, yard sales and flea markets, I guess yeah. when they come back, yeah, awesome to find cheap, five ten dollar tools right exactly that are originally 50 to 100 dollars. yeah so <clears throat> you're collecting a lot now what if let's say your whole shop burns down knock on wood <laughs> everything's gone and then the insurance company for some reason gives you i would even say let's say they they they're gonna buy you a they're gonna let you build a shop building and put the tools in it you want. So they're like, here's a hundred grand. Whew. The best insurance company ever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It'd be more like you want some type of seep sweepstakes. Like, ah, oh, you get this from this company. Craftsman is having this blah, blah, uh, blah. I mean, you'd only have to have their tools. But, you know, something like that. We're going to give you money to do your dream shop. What do you think you would do? Oof. Like, what kind of building do you think you'd start out with? <laughs> would you get, like, one of those... Uh, pole barn, barn dominiums. Right. They have like the little <laughs> office on the side that's real nice, and you open up to the whole open side of a. Yeah, I, that's good. That's a good transition from, you know, shop essentials reality to to your dream shop. Um, <clears throat> I think. I mean, I think obviously, the bigger the better when it comes to shop. If I could have a large shop, um, you know, I, I just I think that it would be really nice to have a shop that would be big enough to be able to do different areas um, and not have to rearrange stuff. Right. So you have one area that might be metal work, right. You can leave everything out in that area. So I got my, my uh, forge and my anvil and all the tools and grinders, you know, a grinding room that would be, you know, to be able to keep all the dust and all mm. the, you know, metal yeah. dust and wood dust and stuff in one place. So have a space that would be like a grinding room and then you have an area that is for like fine woodworking. So, I mean, I would have probably, uh, I'd say a saw stop table saw. So, you know, you get the like top of the line table saw because really a table saw is a super, super versatile tool. And if you can have a table shop in your in, uh, table saw in your shop and you have the room for it and you know, definitely a table saw, um, <clears throat> I get a nice big band saw. I'd have a chop saw station. So I'd have a chop saw set up in the middle of a, like a run of a table that would maybe go eight feet on either side. So you bring, you know, cut down really long stuff. Um, I'd probably have a grinder area. So like a wood and metal grinder. So I'd have maybe two, two by 72s and a big disc grinder, uh, maybe, a, um, a, a spindle grinder, that, you know, kind of raises up and down and twists. Um, would you have a big, uh, area of like with plasma cutters or cnc machines 
That'd be sweet, huh? Yeah, that would be sweet. They're like 10 by 10 foot decks where they have that whole corner of your shop. One, that can, just... one that can cut steel, one does small stuff, yeah, one does... Right. You could just like stop talking now and just redirect everyone to Jimmy Duresta's house and his shops. Hey, you just look at see what Jimmy Duresta does. That's what I would like, or uh, or like Jason from Fireball Tools. Now his is all like machining and metalwork, but that's just like such an awesome shop. He's got every tool to do everything, and I've talked about it before in the podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would yeah would be you know be those areas so like the metalwork, so cutting and shaping, um, you know, woodworking areas, um, leather. You know, I'd like to have an area, like a clean area. So it might be like a second story room or something. If you had a big building where you could have an upstairs room, that would be, or, you know, an office space that would be specifically a different area for a clean room, like woodworking. And also a, uh, like a, I would say, um, humidity and temperature controlled room for wood. Right. So you can put wood into a specific place because wood is so temperamental. There's a storage area for, yeah. yeah. Above ground, no moisture, because <laughs> my shop is super moist and everything gets nice and uh, mildewy and and moldy over the like my axes on the axe racker, all the handles are you know I have to pull them down multiple times throughout the summer to clean them off because they just get little layers of like moldy goo and stuff on them that just build up from being down here in the moisture. Yeah, fortunately they're well protected with boiled linseed oil, but. So so one day, uh, ten years from now, you can listen back here and hear this. This is what I and then watch. go go look on our YouTube channel, the other craftsmanship, and you'll see what Dustin has. That's what but, he's always wanted. Yeah, but honestly, I think it's really you know I just think it's important to to expand on what you have. Um, if you really like doing something, then buy a few tools in that thing and try it out, yeah. you know, buy some cheap tools yeah. and try it out with the cheap tools. And then when you get the more expensive tool, it's really going to make you super you know, excited about that. Like I started out with Harbor freight drills and now I have Makita drills you know? and that's like such a huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. It makes, you know, every time I use the, the Makita drill, I'm just in love. <laughs> um, you know, I go from, uh, four by 36 grinder which is like a normal woodworking grinder to a one by 30 which you would think is like a is down but when i wanted to use it for knife making it was a huge step up yeah and then from a one by 30 to a two by 42 and then from a two by 42 to a two by 72 grinder you know it's just like work those work your way up but use those old tools they remind you of something like i have um <laughs> I have an old craftsman jigsaw that's from like the sixties and it's kind of falling apart. It's got some duct tape on the handle, but it still works well. Yeah. And I really like, I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. It's nice and heavy. You know, it's like, I'm sure I could get like a nice jigsaw that would do everything better, but there's just something nice about using this tool that I've been using that I'm familiar uh, with. All metal years. tool. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that was in the, <laughs> uh, the plywood stool build video. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of times it was running a little rough in the beginning. It was jumping a little bit, but then you, I think you changed out the blade. And yeah. Well, it changed. No, I, something I, was loose. I forget what well, it was. Well, yeah, the blade came loose at one point, but the reason why I was jumping, which I realized later is that there are the voids in, in, uh, uh yeah. in plywood. Yeah. So it was like going through two layers of plywood and it hit a void and then it would zip along a little faster. So I kept doing this weird jumping thing and I was, and I'm like, damn you old, gr-, you know, jigsaw, <laughs> what are you doing? And then I realized that, I'm like, oh, it's just, there are some voids just, in the wood. <laughs> Don't blame the tool. It's fine. It's not the tool. It's the user. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just think there's, it's important to, to, to appreciate your tools and use them to the best of their ability and, and also pass them down the line, right? If you get something and you're not using the tool anymore, yeah, give it to somebody else, give it to a young maker yeah, or, or put it up on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace for, you know, a reasonable price where someone else can get a good use out of it. I mean, I, you know, almost everything I have in the shop is secondhand, you know, someone else loved it. And then a reason they had to sell it, and I was, you know, took advantage of that. <laughs> you were there. Well, that, that's always the fun of it, too. Just like most collecting things, it's uh, there's always something a little better. Right. Always something like, oh, this is cool. I wish I had that. It's, it's great. It's, it's a great uh, hobby and pastime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And And the other great thing about tools is that, you know, they have the potential to last forever. So it's right, an investment. Yeah. 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 You buy something and... It could last you for the rest of your life if you take care of it. You know, you take care of your tools and you take care of your shop and your space. Then you should be able to use those tools, and they're going to make they're going to make their money back really quick. Especially if you're doing something to sell. You know, figure out what's what it's worth to you. You know, if you're if you're 
want to make knives and you know you start selling knives and it's worth it to buy a two by 72 grinder because you know that you're going to sell a dozen knives and you're going to make that money back right away and then after those dozen knives you're back up just to making money you know you're not you're no longer <laughs> behind <laughs> or if if you're forging and you're doing a ton of forging you know it might be worth it to spend a couple grand on a power hammer and get a power hammer oh. it's going to take that time it's going to make all your time so that's that in your much. dream shop right yeah, one of those yeah. giant pump 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 power yeah, big power, power hammer i'd like to have like a, a little giant like a, like cool. a hundred pound little giant maybe that'd be sweet those are awesome that um <clears throat> that andy rawls uh bandsaw that yeah. giant one that he found man mm-hmm. how cool is that yeah that's a sweet bandsaw and actually recently there was a guy uh right down the street from me that had a bandsaw that he was going he was selling uh, for a couple a couple years ago i actually put a um a message out on uh, next door, the next door website asking for scrap okay. steel. And uh, he had some scrap steel or whatever. And he also had this shop. He had moved into the house and the woman behind woman that lived in the house before him had a small wood shop in the backyard, had this really cool old bandsaw. Um, probably like, a, uh, I don't know, maybe I'd say like a six foot or something or, or, or 10 foot, you know, so not, oh. not tall, but you know, along the blade it was, so it's not a giant bandsaw, but a, you know, an old, probably eight foot blade bandsaw, whatever that is. That's so pretty cool. Nine to six, yeah. Something or hundred, whatever they are. But, um, it was, it was really nice and it was all like cast and this beautiful old, you know, design. And, and he told me, it was like, if you want anything here, let me know, come back over and, you know, give me a, couple hundred bucks and you can pretty much take out anything you want from the shop. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so at the time I didn't have the disposable income. So I reached out to him again fairly recently, a couple months ago, two months ago, three months ago. And I was like, Hey, do you still have that bandsaw? I'd like to come over and get it from you. And he also had like a drill press and something else. And I was like, you know, if you're willing, I'd come over, grab those things. And he's like, sure. No problem. Um, let me know when you're interested. So then like three weeks later I text him again. Okay. All right. Now I have the time. Can I come over tomorrow or whatever? And he's like, Actually, unfortunately, I got rid of that already. Oh. I was like, it's been like two years since I talked to you the first time. It's just been sitting there. And then I reached out to you three weeks ago and you had oh. it. And then you got rid of it after I reached out to you. I was like, <laughs> come on. Oh. Uh, it, was, it was killing me. That's the worst, huh? Yeah. Well, the, 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 right. The, the only thing I'm saying I, the best yeah. time to buy an antique or something like that, a tool, is, is when you see it. Yeah. Because it, it will be gone. Yep. If you really love it. Yeah. Don't even wait. I mean, but that's the yeah. thing. That's another thing. Talking about being appreciative of the channel and the and the podcast, it gives us just. I mean, it's it's not paying really any bills, but it's given us a little money to buy more tools, right. And camera gear, yeah. and that type of stuff, which and yeah, that's is, back is great. It's really right. nice. It's yeah, it's always going back, but it's that type yeah. of stuff where you're not hurting about. It. I mean, you know, a couple hundred bucks, right? It's not cheap to really anyone when you're just buying a new tool for, you know, that's yeah, a good right. bit of money. But since we have money coming in, it's just an investment now. Yeah. We're constantly trying to buy the next cool thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That kind of brings us around to the point too, is like people ask all the time if, or they kind of suggest if, when are you going to, you know, are you going to move out of that shop or how, you know, which tools are you going to get next? And, <laughs> and, and other makers have talked about that, especially other YouTubers where, you know, they'll grow, their channel will grow or they'll grow as makers and then they will buy new tools and better things. And then people are always, you know, trolls are like, ah, oh, you know, I, I thought it was great when you used to have your old shop with that old, like those, all those old shitty tools. It was so cool. Like now you're this big highfalutin, blah, blah, blah. And you're making all this money and all your tools are super awesome. And everything you do is with CNC machines or, you know, all right. these big tools. Like, yeah, we're all, we all, They're the idea is that we all want to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, I don't want to go back to that shitty old shop with the right. bad, you know, heating and no lighting. And, right. And, and yeah, where you have to cut something out with an angle grinder and it takes you yeah. two hours. Right. I mean, yeah, that's cool for you because you sit there for two minutes and watch a little sped up thing. Right. But someone bent over for two hours. Cut, right. Yeah. If he had something, to, uh, some plasma cutter, something to cut the metal yeah, out for right, him, exactly. he'd love it. And that's what he would do. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, so, so funny when, <laughs> when we get comments or you get comments, it's like, why don't you just get like a, why don't you just put it in like a sandblasting machine or why don't you just cut it out with some <laughs> plasma thing? You're like, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, right. Why don't I just go buy it instead of make it? <laughs> There's all these things, obviously, that yeah. could do these things easier. Yeah, why not just put that in a sandblasting cabinet and why, blast yeah, off all why this Why don't paint? you just use a $20,000 tool? Because <laughs> I don't, don't have, have a sandblasting yeah. cabinet. Yeah, right. I don't have that. And I guess it's- <laughs> I have it's, this in my shop. It's, this, I, this I, I mean, you can blame them for being silly, but- I guess that's also the YouTube thing where they go from one channel yeah, right. where they watch someone, uh, Duresta or who's the uh, knife guy, the uh, young British yeah, kid. Alex Steele. You watch someone like that who's getting great stuff all the time, and then you, yep. like the next channel, you know, the next button over, you watch someone else's video. Right, exactly. Who isn't. They're just in their normal shop. Yeah, in their, their normal, normal shop. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone has that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, we all... I, I would love to use super expensive tools. I'd love to have $100,000 to put into a shop. But, <laughs> you know, that's not the reality of, of 99% of the population. You know, we have we have what we have and you you make the best of what you have. And that's the idea of our channel is the art of craftsmanship is just putting your time and effort into your piece and finishing it to the highest craftsmanship that you can finish it to. Yeah, so... Go out there, folks. Start collecting. <laughs> Start making stuff. Even even me, I'm I'm constantly collecting stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't have anywhere to put it. I got a sun porch with like a corner with tools. <laughs> and I just shove everything over there for now because you know I'm waiting for the future to make my own shop. All right, yeah, and that'll come down the line eventually. So we're all in a different spot in our in our path towards right. the great the great shop we want. Right, yeah. And, you know, and that's, <clears throat> that can be across all the spaces, right? It's a shop or it's your studio or it's your kitchen where you want to have, you know, the top of the line stuff or, you know, so it's, it's just about your space using something and making a space to the best of its ability to, to do what you want it to do. Um, and so, you know, having those first few tools and getting started, you need, you need, you need to do to be able to know what you need to do. Hmm. <laughs> so people will ask, how do you get started in a YouTube channel? Well, to get started in a YouTube channel, you start a YouTube just channel. Do it. You just start making. You got to do to be able to know what else to do. Right. You know, if you want to get started do carving spoons, right? You got to get some carving knives. Get a get a Mora carving knives. It's going to be you can get a set of carving knives for 30 bucks from Mora. Start carving spoons, right? Yeah. <laughs> Once you do a few spoons in oak and you do a few spoons in pine, you're going to be like, oh, pine's so much softer. Or you do, you know, green wood as opposed to dry wood. You're going to start figuring out what works best, what works for you, what you're happy with. So just do do if you want to do. Do. Keep busy. <laughs> turn but, on that make a switch and never turn it off. But keep busy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, you know, I think that kind of wraps up our idea of the shop really is like giving yourself those initial tools that are really going to let you work, giving yourself a a space to work on. And that third hand, give yourself a vice, something like that. And then just build your tools around that. Um, Put your stuff up where you can see it, put it in a space that you can use it. Cause if you put it away and you hide it, it's easy to sit down and watch a YouTube channel (laughs) instead of actually (laughs) making something. And I do it all the time. (laughs) So it makes it really easy when I have my come down in the shop and I can put on a podcast and get to work and I'm in the space, you know, so put on the autocraft. Exactly. Hopefully you're building something right now. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, uh, we have some recommendations. We will wrap up. Um, so Dev, you want to go first? Yeah, I was thinking of, uh, my recommendation this week, and I, I couldn't come up, come up with anything, and then I just realized I've been listening to this new band called uh, Wolfpack. It's just, well, I guess it's that's how you would say it, but V U L F P E C K. Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Um, great funk R and B band. Really good. They're all youngish guys. I'd say like late twenties, early thirties, maybe thirties. Mm-hmm. They get all type of guests on their records. It's this constant, like, you get a great funk drummer or, like, a saxophone, three saxophone section will come in. And they have this great video on YouTube. They Well, they have a lot. And, again, I think we have this, uh, a lot of time we, our recommendations are already things that are already popular. <laughs> right, yeah, right. They well, don't, you know, they don't need us. It's like, yeah. oh, check out this video that has 23 million views. <laughs> Actually, this one only has 2.7 million that oh, I'm going to suggest, so it's tiny. <laughs> uh, live at Madison Square Garden. Right. Uh, they, they were the first band, apparently, to, to do to sell out Madison Square Garden without a uh, record contract. 
they're like a modern style band. Like they got mm. big by doing YouTube videos where it's just one camera right. walking around a basement as these these kids play funk music nice. and R&B, and it's great, <laughs> and the grooves are awesome, and it's the I watched the uh, the live at Messon Square Garden video, and I was they were a little too happy in the beginning, <laughs> like a little annoying, <laughs> right? But then the music was so good, just I, I just right away I was with them, like okay, they're awesome. <laughs> yep, they were me. excited and jumping around because they. They're they awesome. knew it was coming. Yeah, they knew they're about to blow, and and the whole place was filled with their fans, right? Right. Yeah. Like it was. It's not a pop group, right? It's whatever thirty thousand people that love this band, this, right. this small label band, and they know every. It's funny you, you hear them sing along. They sing along to like the bass lines, <laughs> like they all yeah, know people, them. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> people are singing to the crowds of the bass line. That's yeah, awesome. it's so cool. Yeah, but a really good band, and they they shoot it. They're all there on their um youtube channel i think it maybe it might just be called wolf v-u-l-f wolf mm-hmm. little thick. um they do all their songs and it's just one camera walking around the basement as right. they play and a lot of them are it'll be like a studio recording and they play to it but it'll also be some are just live recordings of them doing right. this great funk r&b i just love it and then they did that's how they did their medicine square garden it's like ah. a two-hour concert and it's just one camera Walking around the whole time, and a few times you see like guys from the band grab the camera. Oh, cool! Because they're used to it. Yeah, right. And they walk around. They know who to shoot, and they walk around and do it. I mean, it's just so good. And and the background is their stuff from their basement. Like they actually shipped in their (laughs) basement. Yeah, that's our studio, right? We're in (laughs) studio talk. It's like a basement (laughs) set, but it's 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 man, just a great funky, awesome band. I'm excited. I'm I've been. It's one of those things when you find a new band, which I don't do often. I kind of just stick with the old ones. And just like, all right, I'll listen to these classic rock bands again. I'll yeah, listen to right. this Led Zeppelin album again, like whatever, or uh, uh, Queens of Stone Age or Foo Fighters, and just yeah, not. Right. But man, this is—it's so much fun. That's going awesome. through. They're super funky. Check them out. Yeah, I go through those those stages every couple of years. You know, I remember. <clears throat> I'd say the one I can really remember specifically is when Audio Slave came out. You know, it was like. <laughs> Chris Cornell from Soundgarden and the guys from Rage Against the Rage. Machine, you know, that, and that Tom album Morello. they put out was so good. That yeah. was just like, yeah. oh man, they like hit something, you know? And then I'd say more recently it was like, uh, yeah, Alabama Shakes. Yeah. Right? And just, yes. I just, when that, when I got, heard that album, I was like, oh, that's something else. Or, uh, Adele, when I heard Adele sing, I was like, man, yeah. that's crazy. Right. You know, so it was like, I go through these kind of stages where, I'll be into something or, or like you said, you're normal, you listen to your normal stuff and then something hits. Yeah. It's not like we're kids anymore where you're constantly searching for like the new thing. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. I've got a million things to listen to that I already know I love. (laughs) Right. So I'm not searching for some new group of, of teenagers. Like, but sometimes, I mean, a band will blow you away and like, Oh, this is good. This is what it is. I'm not just an old, like crotchety guy like this isn't music <laughs> maybe i am but <laughs> right some some band show up and you're like yes this is this is what it should be yeah. this is right all right well i my recommendation for this week uh, um a, a small youtuber continue with the theme of supporting small businesses yes. and youtubers <laughs> someone that no one will know about this is someone that super tiny never been heard before only has a couple million subscribers uh wrangler star wrangler star wrangler star but specifically the reason why i thought him was two things right now if if you're not a if you don't watch wrangler star um he's just a, a great homesteader who does all sorts of different stuff he just is a block of logger and follows his you know himself one is in his homestead so he's if he's doing woodworking he follows that if he's doing metalworking if he's working on uh he does a lot of forestry so he'll be doing you know axe stuff or or cutting down trees or things like that we'll say before you go on he's had crazy videos of the um oh the fires the fires yeah, where he went and days. those have been intense because yeah. he's like uploading every few hours like yep. hey we're surrounded you see people running to buildings preparing yeah digging moats digging and things and, and yeah, bring right. man, it's, it's really interesting right yeah. now yeah so <clears throat> but he's um currently moving from his homestead he's been in for the last 10 years to a new homestead so he's actually building 
he's moving into a new shop. So he's had a couple videos over the last week or two where it's all about setting up a new shop. And he's got a really cool perspective as a YouTuber. How do you set up a shop as a YouTuber, right? Same thing like Alex Steele does. These big Mm. people who have these shops where they get to move into a shop and think about how am I going to be in the shop and also film in the shop really well. So he's kind of talking about, you know, setting up a shop, Wrangler Star, like a, like a sitcom studio and inside, you know, right. like, so you're, you have, you face the camera one way and you have one set and you turn to the right and you have another set and you turn again to your right and you've got another set. I, th- I think personally, I don't know if this is true. I haven't watched enough of the videos, him explaining why we're ahead, but right. I think it's mainly for, to, for him to reset and have a million things to do. Yeah. And endless content again. Right. Like he's made his old homestead, the star homestead, yeah. So good. Like yeah. he's searching for things like I'll put in a new well and run an electric line. <laughs> right. And exactly. then watch me mow my field. Now what do I he's do? like, you yeah. know what? We got to start fresh. Yeah. <laughs> do everything again. A whole new place. Yeah. yeah. Build it I'm up building all this again. brand new bench. Yeah. I'm building this new room for this. I'm, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. So you said you had a specific old, so, really older. So video? yeah. So I, I really like that he's doing that. So that pertains to our podcast today. But also if you go back and check out um, maybe a year and a half or two years ago, he did a series of videos. I think it's 19 videos on uh, his wood shop build series. So he had he had this small building that he used as a wood shop, and so he did this build series where he basically stripped it down, put up all new walls and all new sheathing and new lights. And, you know, rearranged his benches, put up new benches, put up all this French cleat system to hang all of his stuff, and really talked about you know, went in depth into setting up a shop and how do you make everything accessible and where do you put things and what's the best lighting and, you know, and just, he had that, that resource to be able to do, you know, take this space and had enough money to redo it in a way that would be really cool. So it's like, how do you build your dream wood shop? Now, obviously it wasn't a giant wood shop and it wasn't his dream wood shop, but how does he retake what he has and build it in the best way he could think of? And it was a crazy, you know, change difference in what was there. Um, so it was really cool to see that and follow along with that. And I was, you know, I remember watching him in this wood shop before he redid it and he had like Christmas lights and like, a, I don't know, he had a, he had an antler thing and he had this weird, like uh, <laughs> weird insulation in one thing and kind of just like our shop now. <laughs> like, and it was oh, just so strange. Yeah. And, and I, like I gotten used to that. Right? right. And then he was like rebuild everything. And, and then the space is so different. You know, it's the same space, but it looks so different, but it's so, so well organized yeah. and clean and there's great lighting and you put in, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's super cool. I'll say, uh, editing this older video of ours, that's, four months old now how how things have changed already from your shop from just earlier mm, this mm-hmm. year right all types of new tools uh the new grinder right the revolution from brian yeah that yeah that whole station where certain tools are your new drill press <laughs> looks totally different <laughs> yeah, so right. it's interesting <laughs> that, that, hopefully that comes out soon folks and uh we're thinking about what we're going to do maybe a new intro to explain why it's taking so long or right hopefully we can get that worked out but that'll be the next video and also we're gonna do some live streams coming up yeah so keep an eye out for that dustin wants to rebuild his um he built the forge yep and and take that apart take it apart and and put it back together maybe after it's you want to paint it and and do some things to it or no yep yeah i want to paint the the steel uh just to keep it from rusting and also uh you uh, do the bricks do some um some uh, furnace cement in between the bricks to really insulate it better to be able to hold heat inside that forge better. Yeah. Up steel better. So as that'll probably be, yeah. And I, we're actually, th- I might do that with my buddy, Sean, who he and I built the prototype of my forge together. Um, and then I built my forge. So he might bring his over. We might take them both off, take them both apart together and re put them back together. So that, that'll probably be a live stream in the next week or two. Yeah. We're going to do, uh, there might be a few less videos because obviously, I got the baby coming. We're going to be dealing with that, but we will constantly have stuff, hopefully every week, whether it be live or, yep. like I said, I'm editing this uh, cool machete. Yeah, machete sword build. Machete sword, pirate sword, but <laughs> right, exciting, fun stuff coming up. Yeah. But again, we just really appreciate all of the, all of the support, all, you know, everything you guys do just as far as just watching and liking and commenting, you know, yeah. it really makes a big difference. I'll say we, we've had our, our listens just to this podcast have like tripled since the beginning yeah 
So thank anyway. you guys for listening. This it's it's great. Like yeah. I said, it's great for us that or for me <laughs> have something else to do. <laughs> right. Keep me yeah. busy. Keep uh the irons going in the fire. And yeah, uh absolutely. yeah, tell a friend, let yeah. someone know. Because podcasts are weird. You can't really comment and stuff on them. So just right. tell someone who you think might like it, and, and we'd appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, you can leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or, and uh, okay. the iTunes. So if you go and you can put how many stars, you know, five yeah, stars. Google and, doesn't have that. Yeah, just, you know, drop a drop a comment in. Listen, let us know what you think. It makes a big difference, and it helps to push it out to more, more listeners. Um, and also, you can always obviously go over to uh, YouTube and find us there, The Art of Craftsmanship, and uh, on Instagram as well, at The Art of Craftsmanship. And, uh, and this podcast is part of an awesome network of maker podcasts called the makery network. So you can go there and you can find us and you can download the episodes there directly, or you can find us on obviously all your normal podcasting, uh, networks. So yeah, thanks so much. This has been fun. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we would love for you guys to go and check out our channel and let us know what you think about the videos. Uh, and also, if you want to support us more and just keep this content coming, we really appreciate it. You can always go over to Patreon and become a patron there. We have a couple different stages of patron, and they're all craftsman-type stages. So <laughs> check us out there. Um, yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, continue. If you guys have any questions or anything, send it in. Yeah. We'll read those on the podcast and talk about that stuff. We always love to have questions and other things to talk about right and that's that's one of my favorite parts about a lot of other podcasts is that when people are interacting with the podcasters and talking and asking questions and things because because obviously it's not live so you can't ask us live but you can ask us through dms or through emails so we'd love to hear them and we'd love to hear from you we'd love to answer those questions all right guys thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you next time If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.